We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Once again, we're discussing Jared Parker being introduced as the next offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Left, I thought you brought up a very, very important point that I think people are going to have to pay attention to because it sounds nice when you hear the OC saying, we're going to have a collaborative effort. And I want my coaches to be bought in and to feel like they're a part of something. But ultimately, yo, only one guy can wear the crown and have a heavy, and have a heavy head when it comes to the Notre Dame offense on a Saturday, and that indeed is going to be Jared Parker. So just pointing out, which I don't think anybody else watching has experienced it, but you being a current offensive coordinator, and you being a player quarterback at Notre Dame, I thought the example you gave, which I totally forgot. Yeah, was, it was hard. It I, was- still, <laughs> I totally forgot, but, you know, you gave a great example of, you know, the difficulty of making sure that the collaboration does not leak into Saturdays and lead to things like delay of games after timeouts, which is something that you experienced under a similar situation with Brian Kelly and the rest of the offensive staff when you were the quarterback at Notre Dame. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So... Great example. We transition from that and we go over to his offense. Like, what is it going to look like? Or we should just say, what does it need to look like from last year? You know what? That's a better question. Talk about that. Is this more about what he what he wants or should this be more about what Notre Dame needs to do? If I'm Marcus Freeman, it's about what Notre Dame needs to do better than last year. Because what we do, what we did last year that was good is a good building block for what we need to do better for next year. Mm-hmm. So the running game and the offensive line, great building block, especially how we got better in the run game as the year got on. We don't want to take that completely away or change it to where we don't use it as a strength of the offense. But that's something that should be clear, clearly stated that's going to be continued. Oh, run game, offensive line, running in between tackles, we still doing that. Yeah. If I'm hiring an offensive coordinator after Tommy, I'm getting the guy that's highlighting in the past games at some level. At some level, I need this guy to be excited at the fact that we got a room of untapped potential mm-hmm. and that to elevate an offense from last year, the passing game needs to be active to make the running game better from last year. That's the key to make the running game better from last year is to make the pass game efficient and acceptable and serviceable. Hell, it can even be the lead. Now, wait a minute. You can't say all three because I'll speak for Notre Dame fans. I'm not, dude. Serviceable is not good enough with Sam Hartman. I don't need a serviceable. Okay, that's okay. Let's just say you got Sam Hartman next season. Come on, man. Look, no, we're not doing that. You can, man, you can delete that word. You want to say that over again? You, man, I'll give you, man. Okay. Start over again. Because we have Sam serviceable. to be serviceable. We did serviceable last year. It needs to, what, what do you say? It needs to have a pack a punch. How about that? Okay. It needs to be our haymaker, our right hook, our uppercut, our our our, our finishing move to what our foundation is. So you're saying it needs to be like the old school lemon heads. Because see these new school lemon heads, <laughs> dude, they don't even lock up your jaw. The old yeah, school yeah, lemon heads used to lock up your jaw. Or uh, remember the, the candy, the pop rocks? Oh yeah. Yeah, they the pop, used to put yeah. in your mouth. And it's a pop. You need that type of pop from the passing offense. That's what you're saying, basically. Yes, we need we need it to be not just, just a big plays uh, all over we, the look, place. 
What was our expectation for Drew last year? We said, Drew, if you get 20 for 22, 130 yes. yards, yes, and a touchdown, we're yes. we're good. No, we started at 150. Then we <laughs> lowered, we lowered it to 130. We lowered it to 130 after a few games. So what this pass game needs to do, this is why specifics and numbers matter. If I'm Jared Parker, I want to bite the fan base up. I want to tell Marcus Freeman I'm going to change. Sam Hartman is no less than 200 yards a game. No less. All that recruiting you've been doing, Marcus Freeman, no less than 200 and two touchdowns, and we and we throwing it at no, least 25. No, see, that's serviceable. No, that's serviceable for Sam Harvey. We're not doing that this year. No, we can set the standard right now. The preseason okay. standard, the the standard, preseason be... standard for Sam Hartman is 250. That's okay, minimum. 250. Minimum. Anything below that, we better have like 400 yards rushing like an old school <laughs> naval, I mean, service academy. Old school wishbone Oklahoma Nebraska offense. Okay, okay, two fifty, two fifty, minimum. And and, and, and David, it needs to be an impactful two fifty, like like one hundred and twenty six yards in the fourth quarter, and you done really tore it up. Not not two thirty nine in the first quarter. I'm talking about two fifty on twenty five passes. Yeah, that means yeah. we're doing it like ten yards attempt. Ten yards per attempt. Facts. That's, look, we're not doing this serviceable stuff this year, man. No. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hey, listen, it's gonna happen. That's that's the numbers that Jared Parker needs to be thinking in his head, writing on the offensive board every day. Because if it's not that, what are we talking about in this press conference? Honestly. Honestly, with the type of team that we had last year offensively and where we need to go for next year, if we're not talking about at least 250 and three touchdowns and 30 attempts, what is he even up there for? We can hire anybody to do what we did last year because we have a better team than most teams. So if he ain't talking about that, I don't know what the fan base expects. We're trying to be not a team that gets to the playoffs every year. Because we can do that with no coach. What KD said, what, what Kyrie said, we don't even need a coach. Marcus Freeman can coach, coach the offense to get to nine and four. If he ain't talking 250 plus with 30 attempts with a Sam Hart. Excuse me. That's the minimum. That's the minimum. That's the minimum we require. Then we can fairly say, yeah, we didn't get an upgrade in that position. That's fair. Yeah, I think that would be fair. I think yeah. Marcus Freeman can 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 take that and be like, "That's you know, this is what y'all gave." He didn't bring this expectation to the team. Yeah, yeah, because that's really all. That's all that can really make us any more of a threat. And it's that simple. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, home of the misguided passion, Lucky Lucky <laughs> Podcast. You already know we spin it different. T-shirt coming soon. Believe that. Jared Parker, you asked, left. Yo, 
What type of offense is this going to be? <laughs> no, we are built in is we want to be built O-line driven. And we're going to be built from inside out with what we have returning up front and with our running backs and tight ends to be able to control a box. That's where it always has to start. Will we continue to find ways to attack people on the perimeter or deal with hat counts when they may be outnumbered, so to speak? Of course we will. Um, the growth of our wide receivers and all those things are going to be critical to us this spring, this summer, and getting into fall. Because we want to, like, there, there's no secret, no matter who it is, and I'll say the same thing in year two, like, we want to score more points than we did last year. And next year, we're going to want to score more points than we did last year. And so that's the deal. And I think, too, like, the one thing I want to make sure to say before my time's done here that we also want, we have great players and trust in our players, and I want them to feel that trust. I want them to feel empowered to grow so we can do things better week one to week two, three to four, so on and so forth. Okay. Okay. All right, left. Okay. He's, he's selling me a little bit left. He's selling me a little bit right there, left. He sold it a little bit because he spoke on some things, that trust thing, that, that trigger word, trust. Right, right, right. He said, I want to make them feel the trust. Yo, he basically said, I'm playing a freshman. Y'all don't have to worry. They, I'm playing a freshman. Y'all don't have to worry about that BS. And he do that, he's done a better job already. He go out there and roll out a, a Jane Gray house or a Braylon James. You did your job. Don't yeah, be gonna, afraid of that. We're going to find a way to get Jeremiah Love on the field. Don't worry about it. Yes. I got that. I got that. Make them feel the trust. I'm going to remember. Make them feel it. He said the development of our wide receivers is critical. Critical. Knowing is half the battle. I know it. You know it, Left. Everybody in the chat knows it. Everybody. We've been running the ball for the past 35 years. It didn't get us anywhere. (laughs) That's not the problem. Running the rock in Notre Dame, that's not the problem. Yeah, that's why at the beginning it caught me off guard a little bit because I'm like, don't start talking about inside out and tight ends and shit and running backs and, and inside out. And and we know that. Don't bring that same energy because we got that stapled in. Build on that. You saved it with the critical from the receiver positions because right. you almost lost me talking about we got the run game going. I know that. I know that. He started off with that. He scared me with the tight end. We're going we're gonna to be O-line driven. Be O-line. Yeah, that's all good. But then, then he hit it. Then he hit it. The development of our wide receivers this offseason is going to be and he critical. And he should have taken a step further. The How? development of our quarterback. Mm. It's critical. Mm. The, the, the year two or three for Tyler Buckner. You should have said names. Year two or three for Tyler Buckner is critical. Mm. That's a real low C right there. Tyler mm. Buckner's development for this team is absolutely critical. The receivers, if he does that, are going to benefit off of that. So if they were reporting on us on the news, basically they would say we would be in the hospital as a program <laughs> on critical conditions. As an offense, we would be in trust, critical condition. From a broken okay. heart. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of things going on. Mental, oh, physical, critical condition. In only certain aspects. Yeah. 
the quarterback, and the receiver. Them the, the hearts and minds. Yeah. With it, the heads and the hands. Yeah. The see, body good. See, Mike Keith is wondering probably why we said 250 minimum. Because he says Hartman was 311 per game at Wake Forest. He had no running back. They didn't have no running game. They had no running back. They had no do. We're Sam still Harbin, considering. Right. Sam Hartman's not coming in here like four wide every play. No, no, no. No. No, no, no running game. wrong place. No. You got two NFL running backs trying to get to the league. I'm sorry. <laughs> with, a, with a great offensive line. I'm sorry. His Sam, best bet is the one. He better do the most. He better do the most with his 25 to 30 attempts. Make it count. Make it count. Because other than that, you're not getting more than that. Every throw got to be like a pop rock. You never know which one is going to (laughs) pop. Every throw. Better have explosive. Think about this. Think about this. this. We're built like the Lakers. The run game is you LeBron talk, James. You talking about the good Lakers, like the Magic Lakers? The run game the, the is LeBron Lakers, James. LeBron Lakers. The, the run game is LeBron James. You picked the wrong and, Lakers. But go and ahead. these three-point shots, though you may not get many, when you get them three-point shots, you better hit them. And for some reason, when they leave the Lakers, mm-hmm. they start hitting all the threes. Mm-hmm. But when they get on the Lakers, we can't hit a three to save our life. Mm. Sounds That's like a personal problem. Huh? Sounds like a personal problem with <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. <laughs> Talking about That's the okay. Lakers, man. That's okay. <laughs> How about the Lakers? You brought up Sam Hartman. Hey, this is what Jared Parker had to say about the transfer quarterback. All of them, it's, they're all critical because now you're not building relationships with eight guys in the tight end room. You're, you're building relationships with an entire offensive unit. Um, I understand the question about Sam because of the nature of him coming here and him getting here, and it was, it was a big news. But he is driven by ball um, and, and driven to get better and come here to have what he wants to have success here at Notre Dame. So there's been communication with all of them, um, but especially with him to obviously sit down and, and talk to him about the direction of the offense to maybe ease some anxieties because with change comes a lot of thoughts and things that you want to uh, get addressed. So we've addressed it with the entire offensive unit, um, the staff, and we'll continue to to give our guys confidence and let them know that the direction is to, to move forward, as Coach Freeman says. Let me tell you something. Sam Hartman is going through the same hell everybody else is going through with Matt Bayless. Everything. This staff is not treating Sam Hartman like a savior. No. The fan base might look at him as a savior. They're not treating this dude like a savior. And that's not to say that he's not going to start. All I'm saying is you saw Barry Jerry Parker was like, man, I understand the question about Sam. Yeah, like, like he's so he's so like, look, that's not even like I understand it was big news be. that he came. <laughs> but but it's it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. I, I appreciated that. That's why I really like enjoyed his, his his press conference because he was honest. He was honest. And I think that flows down from what we normally see coming from Marcus Freeman, which is honesty and transparency. And it was it was kind of refreshing. Like, dude, he, he was who he 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 was no one else but himself yesterday. So you either have, you either have to like it, love it, 
or on man, go the opposite direction. It is it's what it is. Be, it's gotta be when the bullets start flying. That's all that's it. Let it let it let us get let us get 0 and 2 or something. Let's yeah. see if he's still that that honest type of OC because even Tommy, he went from my heart's here, I want to win a championship to oh, man, I wanna take all responsibility for all the calls. Look, you to, look you you know what type of person you you were there. You know what type of person Tommy is. Come on, man. We don't have to get it. LL Nation. Everybody watching. People in the chat. Y'all, y'all know who Tommy Reese is. Come on, man. Like, let's let's stop it. It's, it's pretty clear. At least it, the crazy thing is Jared Parker mentioned his name. That cat Marcus wouldn't even say his name. That lets you know everything you need to know. They asked multiple questions about last year, everything. And that cat Marcus Freeman refused to even utter his first name mm. yesterday. Couldn't even refused. That. that lets you know all you need to know about how he feels about the departure of Tommy Reese. He didn't even say his name. He didn't even say his name. Couldn't say it. Just he was just like, yeah, uh, yeah, as far as last year, <laughs> like, <laughs> He just put it as last year. Just yeah, uh, whatever. We moving yeah. on. Like it is what it is. But Jared Parker says something about his quarterbacks left that you might like because you brought it up earlier. Our job to know what their skills are and make them better. Um, but not get away from something that maybe it's not what that what fits them. So it's going to be our job to tailor this thing around in a pro style form, as Coach Freeman said. But we're going to do what our players can do best, and then find ways to enhance. So yes, some of some of them there's some certain differences in the two. So it's our job to play off those differences of who it may be with Sam and the same thing of Tyler, just as we did in the bowl game. Um, we want to do what our guys are good at, and then get better at doing them. And you know what? I'm telling you, man. All right. At the beginning, when he was introducing himself, it was kind of like, all right, collab. That's cool. But the more we get into this, it's like, okay. I'm, 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 well, I'm know, liking what well, I'm hearing. I know is that the best and most successful quarterback, OCs or quarterback in, in within an office is a OC that loves his quarterback. Lincoln Riley loves his quarterbacks, gets the most out of his guys, and they drive the team. Davo Sweeney loves his quarterbacks. Got talent, but still driven team from the quarterback. Hold on now, because he loved DJ too now. He loved DJ because he brought brought him there. If he didn't bring him there, just like Anybody else, if you didn't bring him there, it's just a different relationship. He wrote, he ride or die for uh DJ, just like Lincoln Riley, ride or die for Spencer Riley. Absolutely, absolutely. They love their quarterback. Well, see, this is this. You see, Wayne Miller says something. Thanks, Wayne, for tapping in. Sounded like coaching one on one. We shouldn't be excited to hear basic stuff. Wait a minute, we saw a run of certain quarterbacks. 
from 14 to 17 that were forced into certain things where offenses were not built around them. That's been the M.O. at Notre Dame. And Tommy, and Tommy, uh, intentionally. And Tommy Reese was a part of it. So don't tell <laughs> me not to get excited because a coach actually wants to have a quarterback coach that can specifically work with the skill sets of quarterbacks at Notre Dame when we have C.J. Carr on the way and Kenny Minchie in the fold. Excuse me and my misguided passion because that <laughs> hasn't been the track record at Notre Dame. That's right. It'd be different if that was the track record at Notre Dame. It's no, not. It's not. It's not. It's Just like they refuse, they refuse to build an offense around your boy. Yeah. They were too OC was too worried about who the quarterback was kicking it with instead of building an offense around him. And then he has to transfer. But they built everything around Ian. They couldn't build an offense around his predecessors, but they, they built, built everything they around him. Come on, him man! Because you're about to tell you about to take me down one of the paths that I, I man, I would scorched earth for me when it but comes to this right, school. But it, it's absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Like, dude, what? Like, dude, at least you have a coach that understands. Like, I need to get a quarterback coach in here that can work with each quarterback, and we can build around these quarterbacks. You know why? Because it hasn't been done in Notre Dame. And the only one that you can bring up is Ian Book. That's it. And we couldn't produce over 3,000 yards with him. And he probably was the least talented out of all of them. So you had all of these talented quarterbacks before him that you refused to build an offense around. Flat out refused. Refused. Refused to build offense around them. Definitely didn't do it with Ev. And that was just that's how you knew it was gonna be bad. Should have did it with Ev. So excuse man, excuse my misguided passion, bro. For once for someone actually having a plan for quarterbacks in Notre Dame that are a little bit different. Thank you. Thank you for having a plan for Tyler Buckner. Thank that you. is not the same thing as Sam Hartman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for not forcing Kenny Minchie to be like Tyler Buckner and letting him be himself. Thank you. Thank you for not developing a package. Thank you. Because you want to actually develop it as a quarterback. Thank left. Thank you. Can we at least get a quarterback in the third round? Can we get one taken in the third? I'm not even not, I'm not asking for the first we round. We ain't even reaching for the first yet. We just, just give me the, the third. third. Just give me the third. That's it. Our winningest quarterback of all time. Guess what round he came in? Fourth. We can work from there. I'll work from there. That's it. I'll work from winningest there. Winningest quarterback of all time I know the name came in fourth round. Give me the third. Give me the third. I'll just go from there. On. I don't think was he the fourth round? I think you're giving him too much credit. Oh, he was yeah. Big. I think yeah. I think you're giving him too oh, much oh, credit, hell. my brother. Hold on, hold no. on, no, hold on. That should explain it all. The winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history went in the under the fourth round. No, he was in the fourth. He was in okay. the fourth. You see, you said it right. He you went in the right. fourth round. You said it right. You that said it right. That explains the development at Notre Dame. 
even the winningest guy that ever come through there at the quarterback position was a fourth rounder. We couldn't develop that into a first. Bro, we are as quarterbacks as a school, we're still holding on to Joe Montana and Joe Theismann. Think and about Brady that. Quinn. And Brady Quinn. Thank you. Think about that. Think about that. And you have four straight quarterbacks with NFL arms, NFL talent. And the coaching staff refused to develop them. Come in and play in our system. And the only one of the bunch that they built an offense around was Ian Book. And he was the least talented out of everybody. He was the least physically talented out of everybody. So I'm sorry if I got a little bit too excited because the coach actually said he wants to invest in the young men in the quarterback room. My bad. Oh, I forgot. Deshaun got dropped the second round, but they, he didn't even get the development he needed before he left. Well, it was the reason he left, though. But it was the reason he left. It was the reason he left. Reason he left. <laughs> and the reason he left had nothing to do with this dude right here. Nothing. Because he was gone. Yeah, when Deshaun, he was already gone when Deshaun decided to bounce. Problem wasn't with left. Problem was with the dude that was the head coach. Not developing him the way he needed to be developed. Notre Dame is a place where it's like school. You know, if you get into Notre Dame, you already got a level of of a certain acumen where, you know, you're a, you're a, a free thinking professional. We're not finna train you here. You're supposed to bring your talents here and grow it. Notre Dame is a place where you damn near got to be a prospect ready to go, where we can highlight you, but we're not going to develop you because you're supposed to be ready getting here. Mm. So it makes it hard unless you're a Trevor Lawrence, uh, um, Deshaun Watson, C.J. Stroud. If you're not ready your first year, they're not. It's like it just doesn't work. It's like how do you not? How are you not ready to be Joe Montana? You supposed to be Joe Montana your first year. Look, that's what happened to uh, Rick. I'm not Rick. Um, Ron. Wasn't ready his first game, basically. Then he came over Peyton Manning. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Jerry Parker talked about the multiplicity of ways that he can get things going for the Notre Dame offense left. My first job, we were pro style with Coach Simpson, which was really good because I was coaching a two-back offense. Um, and then certainly to be able to flip the gears and go to Marshall for Bill Legg. Doc Holliday was our head coach. We played spread and as fast as you could. We ran more plays than in the country, led the country in passing, played fast, fast, fast. Didn't run it much. Um, came back to a West Coast-style offense when we were at Purdue, which helped me, and I coached tight ends there. That was a different, different realm. An 11 personnel RPO approach through Coach Ronnie, who's now at ODU at Penn State. Um, and then a little bit of variations in multiple things at West Virginia. So it's been good to be involved in all kinds of kinds, so to speak. I've been 10 personnel spread out, 11 personnel rocket and roll and go RPO. We've been in 12 pro style and then what we've done here. So I hope that scope prepares us to be as multiple as we want to be here. There you go. There you go. We might we might actually see more than 12 personnel next year. 75% of the time. <laughs> That's great. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. I'm looking forward to it, Jared Parker. Yeah, if we could just get uh, some multiple looks. Maybe of maybe even we do a four wide receiver set. We can mm-hmm. do that. It'll shake Notre Dame's whole core if we went out there for a series without a tight end. So you're basically telling me if they come out single back four wide, <coughs> first play against Navy, you'll lose it on social media? I'll lose it on social media. I'm like, who, who, whose offense is this? Who, who, stole, who stole Notre Dame from Notre Dame? We out there got five linemen, no, nothing attached, no tight end with it, no – it's all little fast dudes out there. What, is it? what the hell is this? Yeah. That'll be pretty crazy. We'll we'll be assimilated to the college football world at that point. I think Navy will be thrown off. Navy be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Where's the big physical dude at? Y'all missing the player. Time out. Y'all don't have enough players on the field. It's supposed to be six big dudes here. I see five. Where's the sixth one at? Is he out wide? Is he out there singled up? Before the first play, Navy's like, (laughs) time out, time out, time out. Y'all got too many little dudes out here. This ain't Notre Dame football. What is that? So if we do some stuff like that, I would stay on top of the table. That is is something that's a variety. And people will be shocked, but they'll be even more shocked at the fact that we can do that. We got Lorenzo Styles, Tobias in there. Put up Jane Thomas in there. We'd be like, wait a minute. Oh, Jay, put man. a freshman out there, Jane Gray. How you like, wait a minute? We might we might look like a team that's trying to score points. The only only people that might be more confused than Navy will probably be the tight ends on the roster, like. Man, them tight ends would be like, wait a minute, man. What's the call again? Yeah, hold on. You said it was offense, right? It looked like punt team out there. But oh, they were man. running the ball up on the sideline. We're running the ball up on the sideline. Wait a minute. 
Man. Yo, it was fun. This was fun today, man. This was fun talking about Jared Parker, man, and just giving a different spin. Like, yeah, we liked what we heard, but there were certain things you have to think about within what you heard, you know? And, you know, the collab conversation, like you said, left sounds great, but you've experienced collabs at Notre Dame as a quarterback. And hopefully it, it is developed and carried out totally different than it was under the Brian Kelly regime. Like, when's the last time you heard of a championship team that won with a pass game coordinator and a run game coordinator? When the last team won a championship <sighs> that had something like that? Never. I don't even remember the last one. That's a good trivia question, Lev. That went into a game with a pass game coordinator and a run game coordinator. That Clemson, right? Clemson. Clemson. Clemson didn't have a pass. They had an offensive coordinator. No, 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 no. I think the last title they won was like co-coordinators, if I'm not mistaken. Right. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm bugging. That's a good trivia question, though. Maybe that to... was something they went to after that Trevor won his freshman year. Oh, is you talking about Trevor, man? Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I would love to Trevor just Lawrence slap a title, and... on my, title on my coaching staff if I'm – Trevor Lawrence, my quarterback? Shit. Yo, that guy Trevor walked in. He's Trevor Lawrence, but then that dude walked in with Trevor, Travis ATN, T. Higgins. <laughs> Man, his vet, Renfro was his vet. Oh, yeah. Like, what? I'm, I'm still salty about my boy, uh, Kelly Bryant, man. He just, just nothing you can do, man. I understood, though. I wasn't mad at Dabo for that decision. I mean, they was itching to put him in there. I mean, Kelly Bryant doing good, but they was like, look, look, look. It's bigger ah, than you. man, look. It's bigger than you right now. You you made a great point earlier, though. You're right. Because you look at – I don't care how what you think of the guys he gets before he gets them. Lincoln Riley finds, finds a way to infuse confidence into his quarterbacks. Right. I don't care if it's a walk-on from Texas Tech. I don't care if it's a disappointment from Alabama. Whomever he gets, he finds a way. The only one that couldn't cut it is your boy, Spencer Rattler. You know, I mean, he really was the only one that couldn't cut it. But he's going to be all right next year. He oh, Spencer will be a first. Now, this is the crazy thing. Because the NFL – just is quarterback thirsty. Spencer Rattler yeah. will be a first round pick. First round. And wait a minute. If they are impressed with the arm talent of Will Levis, <laughs> if, if they are impressed with the arm talent of Will I've Levis. I've never seen so many reaches to try to find a compliment to give this average, below average quarterback to try to pull him, drag him, stretch him to get him to the first round. I mean, they're – I mean, man, he must have a great PR team or something. Yeah. Will Levis can't even believe it. He's like, man, y'all trying to get me drafted. Like, man, I might actually be picked first. Yeah, I might actually the, be better than CJ. You're right. Man, if the Colts move up for the first pick, 
Man, think about that. Will Levis could end up being the number one pick in the NFL draft in a That's draft so disrespectful. with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. That's nasty word. Just let that sit for a moment. Let it sit. That's that's an actual. They actually talking about doing that. The streets are done. Because 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 if that's the case, what? How are you evaluating quarterbacks moving forward? You can have the best stats, win the Heisman, win a championship, lose one or two games ever in college, three four years starter. And a guy that got 23 interceptions get picked number one that everybody was whooping on. I mean, people are actually watching his film like, oh, I'm impressed. Oh. Yeah, and it's the it's the gas they put behind. Oh, this man. I know he got 23 interceptions and makes terrible decisions, but that arm. Boy, so I, I saw somebody break down his film on social on Twitter and say, "Man, I'm so impressed with how his size allows him to stand in the pocket when it collapses." And he actually threw an incomplete pass in the clip. I'm like, "Fam, I don't care if you stand in the pocket and you can't deliver. What does that mean? <laughs> like, what are we talking what about? Mean? Yes, what does that mean? You're left wondering what does any of what you said means if he's just not good." What does it mean? Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, that's you know what? Jay Henry's right. Joe Burrow and LSU with Joe Brady. They they had to. They had to. Okay. I they had to. But it doesn't happen a lot though. And yeah, once again, that. hold on. Once again, you're talking about superior talent. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase on both sides. Joe Burrow Dude. and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I could have called plays for LSU that year. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I mean, hey, you can laugh, man. Give me the menu. Just give me the menu of plays. I guarantee you, I could call plays. Oh, for real. For LSU. They probably didn't have more than ten or fifteen. Dude, they that's they didn't need more than ten or fifteen. They, they need more than ten or fifteen. That's what I'm saying. Oh man. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Shout out to everyone that tapped in today. Uh, go over to Irish Breakdown. I do believe Brian Driscoll is back on air today. Feeling a little bit better. Has his voice. I'm sure they're going to be talking about the press conference and Jared Parker. And tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, it is locked in. We can announce it. Tonight, we will have former Notre Dame first-round pick and safety, Jeff Burris, on with us tonight. Okay. He was there in 16 as a coach he when was. you were Great there, coach. Left. Great coach. He was there as an analyst at Notre Dame as a coach before he went on as a defensive backs coach in Louisiana Tech and now with the Raging Cajuns down in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. He's going to join us. Probably going to have a – man, that's a night. We got to go through his, his high school journey, his journey to Notre Dame, how in the world this dude okay. became the best full house backfield option in the red zone for Notre right. Dame being drafted to the Bills at the end of their Super Bowl run. And man, it's a lot to get to. 
So once again, tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern time, we will have former Notre Dame safety and first-round pick in the NFL draft, Jeff Burris, on with us on the Lucky He's a Lucky real one. Love yeah, he is a real one. I'm going to ask him about his time as a coach, too. Man, he's a man, man, during them years, you need to ask him for real. Because <laughs> he was there during that back four and eight season. He man, that man, man, he's a great coach. Great coach. Good to so, see him doing well. That's tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll be right back here for that conversation. So um overall, we're pleased with Jared Parker. We don't like the way everything went down, but we're pleased with Jared Parker. Now, like, let's, it's all about the live bullets now. Like, forget, man. Just yeah. Let's just fast forward. He knows let's, the expectation. That pass yes. game needs to, be, needs to be seen. Yes. And he knows. And a couple different looks, and we'll be all right. In a he, third upper round quarterback, that he man knows. has done his job for me. No, he and knows. That ain't hard. He talked about the quarterbacks and he talked about the wide receivers being critical. Two things Notre Dame has not done. Has not done. Develop wide <laughs> big time wide receivers. No, yeah. no. We've had a lot of transfers at wide receivers. Yeah. But and even no. the ones we tra- had transferred, we got them to the league. Got them Super Bowl rings. You know they what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Stories of the Day, brought to you by Nora Whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com. Um, Petty Junction is a little bit different today. Uh, we wanted to use this time to point out that one of our own, and when we say that, we're talking about the Notre Dame family. Jaden Mickey. Defensive back, sophomore defensive back. Well, he's still a freshman. He will be a sophomore upcoming. His mother, uh, known as Mama Mickey, on Twitter, uh, is battling stage four colon cancer. And when we were made aware of this, you know, we made the decision to use a lot of time at the end of the show to make everyone aware of this, you know, because we have fans across the CFB landscape to tap into the show and follow us. They do have a GoFundMe to support her in her battle against cancer. And we want to make sure that we support that. We have made a contribution and we're going to continue to make a contribution as a show individually. The link is right there in the chat. The link to the GoFundMe page for Jaden Mickey's mom as she battles stage four colon cancer. As a family, we appreciate 
your thoughts, your prayers. We say it all the time, left, you know, whether it's the pro ranks or the college ranks, when we see these warriors walk out onto the gridiron to entertain us for three and a half to four hours, you never take time to really think what they might be dealing with in their personal lives or what they're going through. And um, I can only imagine what Jaden Mickey is dealing with now as he prepares for spring ball. And I'm sure the brotherhood of the Notre Dame football team has him undergirded and continues to lift him up on a daily basis. And I'm sure they continue to lift him up in prayer. So we want to say from the lucky lefty podcast, myself, lucky himself, our prayers and our thoughts go to the Mickey family. Uh, Mama Mickey, Jade Mickey, and uh, Lamar Mickey, the father and the entire extended family. We know God is a healer, and we believe in his healing power, and uh, we touch and agree that based upon his plan for her life, that she overcomes this and makes a speedy recovery to be able to enjoy everything that her son is getting ready to embark upon at the University of Notre Dame. So. We want to do that today specifically for her when we were made aware of what she was going through. So everyone attached to the podcast and to the Notre Dame fan base, we appreciate you getting behind this. Once again, the link is in the chat. And I also retweeted the link so you can go to SD2Mics on Twitter. And the link is right there in my tweets as well. All right. We appreciate you guys. So we'll see you guys tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Jeff Burris, he's on with us, the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Have a great Tuesday. But most of all, you have to make sure that you spin it different. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.